Hello, everybody. Got a little precursor to the episode. So, I just got a brand new webcam for some awesome webcam things. But, Windows, it's a slide dog, and it rerouted my default audio device away from my podcasting mic. So you get to enjoy the very crisp, clean audio of a 1080p webcam that I found on Amazon. Enjoy today's episode. I'm sorry. I really am. Yay! <laughs> Welcome to Atomic Radio Hour, the show that dives into the wreckage that is post apocalyptia we are a post nuclear podcast i am your host vince and i'm also here with your fully optimized not buggy host declan and we're here with another uh person on the show today would you like to introduce yourself sir yes i am uh that guy who makes things for your video game uh white collar <laughs> hello welcome <laughs> thank you <laughs> Any, uh, any news from either of you before we jump on into it? Um, no, I don't have any updates. Uh, I had a, just had a hot dog, so that oh, was pretty delicious. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, it was food. Yeah, <laughs> where did you get it from? <laughs> um, I got it from an on-campus establishment. Oh, uh, I hope yeah. we weren't like some like Armenian dude who was just selling them out of a cart. Street hot <laughs> who dogs. Who doesn't? But not that, like, street hot dogs are bad. He just doesn't look like he was licensed. Like, he was just selling them out of the middle of, like, a shopping cart. <laughs> and, like, a shopping cart with a, with a freaking car battery to make it hot. <laughs> oh, it's like that episode of Archer with uh, chinchiladas. Chinchiladas? What yeah. season is that? I have not like, watched Arthur, Arthur, Arthur Archer in a while. Uh, it's one of the new ones, um, season 9 or 10, but basically they were low on money, and so uh, Pam and Archer decided to start a business, um, and the, the, the name of the business is Chinchiladas, and they were given chinchilada, chin, chinchillas for free from the, because they're popular for fur, and so they just turned them into chinchillas, which is well, it's, it's what you think it is. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Is I Pam love the name. Fat? Yes, oh yeah, yeah. Did she, she like slim down when they did the whole thing where they had like a ton of coke? When her diet was entirely cocaine, yeah, yeah, she slimmed <laughs> down a little bit. Do not I mean, recommend that diet. All the young it girls kind of be like that. You're gonna be just eight ball and a coke for dinner. Yeah, it does be like that. It doesn't make it healthy. <laughs> so before we jump into the lore, I feel like we should just kind of get something out of the way. Sure. And I I hate having to report on bad Fallout news. But did you hear that seventy six Michael free to play? Oh, I've been I've been keeping my eye on that. Yeah, yeah, I was saw some tweets, but they said that that was only a rumor officially. So mm-hmm. well, yeah, but I mean, this is the company that it just works. <laughs> I did so... I did actually no lie see it priced for eight dollars. Eight. Oh no. Eight no way. Was it yeah. used? No. It was the well. I mean, you can't really have a used digital code, right? So, oh, well, uh, I, I don't. I don't ever think of digital codes. I'm a physical, physical man. There is, there is no physical copy of Fallout 76. What do you mean? There's no. They don't. They didn't make discs for Fallout. I have 76. a disc. I have yeah. two discs. You didn't get the paper disc with the code on it. No. You have an actual disc. Yeah. Yeah, what? I have a disc too. Really? <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, man. I don't want no fucking paper disc. Not in my house. Not in my daughter. Well, so like, like our friend of the show, Mrs. E, she pre-ordered hey, a copy of Mrs. E. 
Yeah, she, uh, she pre-ordered a copy of Fallout 76, a hard copy, um, for her uh, PC. I guess, oh, you know what? It's because it was on PC. But she yeah. pre-ordered a hard copy for PC, and the hard copy was, I'm not kidding, it was a Fallout 76 like box, like game box. And then you open wow. it up, and it's just a paper disc with a code on it. Like not. Well, even I don't like, even have a PC with an optical drive anymore. Well, that okay. like I feel like people just don't build optical drives into their systems most in like recent years. Well, I do. But that's because yeah, I, I still want to listen music. to a CD. Yeah, that's what that's my thing. I still have music to like put on, you know, to you know rip off CDs. Yeah. So yeah, I don't have music on CDs. I have music on records, and I have music as files. Yes, yeah, so I'm in that transitionary period still. I had a lot of CDs as a kid. Wait, so you don't have it? You're telling me you don't have any A tracks or any wax cylinders? <laughs> what kind of audio file are you? Strictly music boxes. Yes. <laughs> if you don't use a Victrola um, cylinder, you're wrong. I have I have a tape deck, right? It's a it's a Sony Walkman that's hooked up to a thirty five thousand dollar Macintosh receiver, and it's the warmest, <laughs> most optical sound that I could ever produce out of my speakers. Wow! That I paid thirty nine dollars for at, on a sale at Guitar Center. But no, the, no, see, dude, that's all fucking horseshit. You know what my sound looks like? Yeah, I was like, I was like, vintage no Technics, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, was I was like, like you I definitely have a Technics tape deck. <laughs> What were you gonna say, White? Sorry. No, you could have fooled me. I was, I was biting hard. I believed you. Oh, no, dude. No way. No, I want a Walkman. <laughs> I'm the only fucking 22 year old kid who's like, I need a Walkman. Did you not have a Walkman? No, I had CDs. Um, I didn't grow up with tape. Yeah, so I had both this. I mean, it, we called it a Walkman because, like, it was just what it. You know, that's what that, that was. It's like tissue yeah. just kind of carries over. Like Band Aid. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um. So we had both the tape one, and then. They had the, my parents had the tape one for a while, and then when I was old enough to start having CD collections, I got the the they called it a Walkman. It was still a Sony, but it was just a, it was a CD yeah, version yeah. of a Walkman. Yeah, they made. Oh, I had one of those. Yeah, yeah they yeah, made yeah. CD Walkman. My my, I had a blue CD player that was a I was a CD Walkman. Yeah, it was awesome. But yeah, I mean, I used to listen to Green Day on the bus. It had the little belt clip like built onto the side of it, so you could just. Oh like... no, 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 no! no. I, I didn't have that much money growing up. No, no, Slow no. Down. Like... <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> sorry i was i was drinking a little bit no you're good you're good so vince uh, do you want to hit us with the sweet sweet lore yeah mm. i was just about to say today's lore yeah is on the geck and not the geck in game huh. it's the geck the 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 uh the software application software yeah thank you oh i'm excited uh, Oh wait! I have. Oh no, never mind. No, I'm not. Excited. What? No, oh, say wait. it. Speak. Speak your mind. I thought we were talking about. I I got confused. I thought you were talking about like the box that you pick up in Fallout Three. Spoiler alert for Fallout Three. Um, Come on, dude. The game's only like 11 years old. There's tons I, of people I know, who played it. I know. Um, <laughs> I thought you were talking about that, and you're talking about the actual software that we use to make yeah. mods. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. Okay, I'm yeah. with you now. The yeah. Gek. Mm-hmm. Should one man really have all that power? <laughs> Uh, the Gek is a free software download that PC users can uh, create and add their own content. You have to have Fallout in order to use it to its uh, full degree. Uh, the Gek allows users to create and edit any data in Fallout 3 and or New Vegas, be it building landscapes, towns and locations, dialogue, character creation, weapons, creatures, and complex scripts. It 
kind of works on Elder Scrolls games. You have to have like a script extender, but kind of. And it kind of, like when I was reading it off the wiki, was a very Bethesda thing about it, where it was just like, hey, this works, kind of. <laughs> yeah, and it's that's... like, figure out how it works, which... Uh... Mm. Um... What else do I have here? It for oh, the first time it came out was in December eleventh of two thousand eight for Fallout three, and that was two months, almost two months after Fallout three came out. October nineteenth, uh, twenty twenty ten was for Fallout New Vegas. Then it was available for download on Steam of May twentieth of twenty thirteen. Then they changed it to just the creation kit for Skyrim. Mm-hmm. So, so it that way, just... it just opened it up to any of the modern Bethesda titles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. They had an open beta for the creation kit on April 26th of 2016. The kit came out for the Xbox in May of 2016. The PS4 was supposed to get support for and this this might not be true. This might have already happened. The article I was reading might have been out of date. Uh but the PS the PlayStation was supposed to get it June of 2016 and Skyrim would get mod support first for PlayStation and then Fallout would get it later. I don't I know if right. that's but I don't know if, if the mods ever came out, because they came out, but we never got, like, custom creation mods for the PS4. In in Bethesda's defense, it's not Bethesda's fault. That's a Sony issue. No, no, yeah. I know that. Because Sony oh. was being a bunch of dinguses. Yeah. yeah. Did you hear what Sony's official statement on crossplay was? I think I think I did. I think... Uh, quote it back to me, though. It was it, wasn't it? Fuck you, by a PlayStation. Pretty. I mean, they, they weren't just on Twitter like, no, fuck you. But it was like, it was like something along the lines of, why would you want to play on Xbox? Just play on a PlayStation. I think I. I think I actually. I think yeah. That, yeah, that's what I remember. Yeah. So, and then Fortnite was just like, hey, uh, you can do it for free. We're gonna give everybody the tools to do it. So yeah, so now it's... Fortnite's on everything ever. Yo, yeah. Okay. Before we jump any further into anything, I've been putting this off for like two or three weeks now. Declan, we have to shout out Ralph. Ralph. Ralph who? Ralph, the dude at the McDonald's drive-through. <laughs> oh, you're right, dude. All right. So story time. Before we hit, we hit you with what's really important today. Um, <laughs> Declan was home for Christmas and New Year's and all that good stuff, and. Uh, so we went to this card shop that's near us and we played Keyforge for like 12 hours. And when we Which got was out of there, freaking awesome. By the yeah, way. <laughs> it was a tournament. It was tight. 12 and, hours. Well, it wasn't 12. It was probably oh. like six or seven, but still, uh, I was worried. We were there for a long time. We played a lot of Keyforge. We had a good time. Okay. Merriment was had around. Yeah. So I look at Declan. It's like midnight and I go, yo, food. And he's like, dude, food. Food. So the closest thing to us was a McDonald's. So we go to McDonald's, right? And I've talked about this wallet. This wallet has has brought me so many conversations. <laughs> uh, if you, There's a previous episode where it might have been the episode Silly Pants. I could be wrong. Any excuse to say Silly Pants, I'll take it, though. Uh <laughs> And I have this this wallet with a Vault Boy on it, and I take out my wallet to pay f- for everything. And the guy's like, "Hey, you're a Fallout fan?" And I go, "Yeah, man, you like Fallout?" And I'm and he's like, "Yeah, dude, I'm a pretty big fan." And I look over at Declan and give him like the sly look, and I look back and I go, <laughs> "By chance, you a, you a podcast type of guy?" And he's like, <laughs> he's like, kinda. And I was like, "Yeah." I said, "There's a there's a really great," and I I will plug my show. At the, I'll plug my show at a, at a funeral. 
I was just gonna say you would plug our show at the funeral. Oh, no. I'd, I'd be at a funeral. I'd be like, "Hey, I'm so sorry to hear about your grandmother, but I host a podcast. If you want to get your mind off it for like an hour, like I would pimp my shit out with with zero regard. But like, I couldn't do it. I could have just been so hungry and like." I was about to give this man money, so I didn't want to feel like I was, like, being a dick to him. I don't know. But I was like, hey, man, there's this great podcast on YouTube uh, that's a Fallout podcast. He's like, really? What's the name of it? I'm like, Atomic Radio Hour, the show that dives into the wreckage that is post-apocalyptic. <laughs> they were a post-nuclear podcast. And he's like, oh, I've heard of it. And I look over at deck and I'm like, <gasps> and he's like, died, yeah. And, and uh, I was like, really? How'd you hear about it? He's like, oh, I saw it on YouTube. I was like, man, I was like, I'm a big fan. I'm a big, big fan. And I, I've never said it on the show, but I have a phone case that's the logo. Oh, God. And I was like, man, I'm such a big fan. I got a, I got a phone case. <laughs> it was I, honestly I, a legendary moment. Yeah, like mm. the second he, he shut the window and we pulled off, I fucking... De- but you know what's funny? Screaming. You know, Yeah, we were screaming, dude. It was just... Like, it was fucking... <laughs> but like, that's the second time at that McDonald's that I've gotten a comment on my wallet. Hey, man, that McDonald's hires a lot of gamers. Dude, there's this yeah. one girl that every time I'm in there, she forgets that I've had this conversation with her before. She's like, oh, I love your wallet. I'm like, hey, thanks. You like podcasts? <laughs> <laughs> and just, all right. So, mods, sorry. Shout out to Ralph. If you're out there and you're listening, come on the show. You're more than welcome. Hook me up with some McNuggets. Now, topic of, of, of this week. Sorry. I've been putting that off for a while. Mods. I like that story, though. That was a good story. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Mods, the modifications that people implement into their games, be it Elder Scrolls, be it Fallout, be it any game, Gary's mod being the biggest one of them all. Let's kind of go down the list, and I want everybody's first experience and how we feel about mods. Okay, you want to start? I was going to go last. I was going to have the two of you go first. You could play rock, paper, scissors to see who goes first. I'll Um, uh, I'll genuflect to our guest. Okay. Oh, well, okay. Well, if you're going to genuflect, all right. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, first experience with mods. I have been using mods since the Fallout Three, uh, since Fallout Three New Vegas days. Um, albeit I was a late, I was late to the party because I didn't have a PC for a while, so I was a little bit late to the. So by the time I got around to installing mods on Fallout Three in New Vegas, they were already um, going strong. Um, I learned, I learned about mods. The only way I knew mods even existed was because I also got into the phase of watching stuff on YouTube. Um, and, uh, shout out to Al Chess Breach. He did mod reviews for New Vegas at the time, still does, I think, and, um, saw some of his stuff and I was like, what in the world is this? Didn't have any idea what was going on. I was like, this is not what my fall in New Vegas game looks like. Nothing like this. Um, and looked into it and I was like, this is a thing. And that just kind of started the wheel going from there. And then I, I, uh, cut my teeth on modding, uh, creating mods. Uh, on Fallout 4, but that translates easily over to Skyrim, so I've done like a little bit of stuff, mostly just because people have been like, hey, this this bug happens in Skyrim, can you fix it? And they're like, yeah, sure, and then I'd like do it um, for that. Uh, so, done that, and uh, yeah, that's kind of that's kind of where I'm at. I now I've, I've grown a lot since just starting out um, basically editing other people's mods. I've gone to making my own sort of kind of big deal-ish mods for Fallout 4. They've been featured on, um, actually, if I may brag slightly, um, for a while, like a week or so. If you just Googled Fallout 4 mods, m- my mod uh, was the first thing that popped up in Google, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty rad. That's yeah, awesome, that was, yeah. I, that was a cool feeling. Um, so people were uh, taking note of me, and, there, and it was really awesome. Uh, and now I work for, or work for, um, I help out with, 
a uh, big overhaul mod for Fallout 4 called Fallout Cascadia. So that's my that's my history with mods. Declan? Um, so, 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 hold on, not to cut yeah. you off, Declan, but you, you like the mods, right? You're, you're a fan of them. You enjoy them. Yeah, so if we're doing, like, the personal philosophy on modding, yes, I like mods, but I only like certain types of mods. Like, everybody's got, like, their own category of mods. Mm-hmm. And I'm not crazy about the, you know, um, girl with boobs so big she can stop a bullet to, um, and, you know, like, Thomas the Tank Engine Dragons. Not big on that kind of stuff. <laughs> I prefer. You see, uh, I I, I want to call you out for a second there because <laughs> the ideal Alduin is Thomas the Tank Engine. You have that's that's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> but uh, I've I've more been along the lines of mods that sort of enhance the game uh, as it is intended, um, or even you know outright fixes it in a lot of cases. Um, <clears throat> but I don't I don't like you know, so I guess the 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 short bumper sticker version is I just like lore friendly mods. So you don't like gratuitous stuff, right? I don't like, like, I don't like like for fallout four. I don't like all the modern firearms. I don't like, um, you know, I don't like having, you know, like, I don't know. Um, uh, what is it? Uh, Titanfall super mechs drop down from the sky and, and, you know, giant, you know, things and I just, yeah, yeah, more friendly in the vein of the game mod. Same thing for all any pretty much any game. That's those are the kind of mods I like, and those are the kind of mods I create. So, Love that. Yeah, do what I can. You go. I want to hear all your right. stories. <laughs> my stories. So modding. My story goes before I got into modding with Skyrim and modding with Fallout. I actually started my my modding days with Minecraft. Oh, cool. Minecraft. And um, I was, of course, into Minecraft just as everyone else was. I played during beta, and I loved it. And it's, I have some really fond gamer memories of uh, of growing up with Minecraft. Um, and I was really into modding way back before, like, all the mods had, like, perfectly, like, module pieces. Like, before Forge, before, like, any of that stuff. Back where, like, the old mod loader had to be installed and, like... You had to do all the manual stuff. Yeah. I used to love that stuff. So I made my own really, really bad uh, Minecraft mod. And it was just like adding a new ore in the nether and stuff and just like a couple extra tools. That's pretty cool. And it was really bad, but it was like at least a really cool experience. Yeah. Other than that, I actually got into Bethesda games kind of late. Like the only Bethesda game that I've been around for launch is uh, Fallout 4 and 76. Mm-hmm. So I started modding with Skyrim and Fallout 3 at the same time um, because I played a shit ton of Skyrim over a Christmas break one time, enough to the point where I was like, hmm, I need something gratuitous, like Thomas the Tank Engine. <laughs> or that was at the time where Steven Universe had just came out, so I got like the Rose Quartz, like, up. Uh, purple or like the pink uh shield <laughs> that you could like summon from like the ether it was uh it was really cool yeah um so i started with like those like just seeing like different fun stuff and then i really got a taste for mods that can be seen in plain sight kind of Same. like uh kind of like lore friendly stuff um oh, okay like uh there was one that i really liked that added throwing torches and uh throwing mm. knives 
That's that throwing was... torches? What is that? Yeah, like you can like you can take any of the torches in game, it allowed you to start to throw them. So you can just pick one up off the wall and toss it into a cave and it like would illuminate what's forward. That is cool. So it's I like a fireball that. spell, but with torches. You basically just Ugh! and then the torch goes flying. <laughs> that's that's going on my list. <laughs> yeah, that one is really cool. It also an update to that mod gave it so that you can take potions and turn them into like splash potions. So you can just make like basically yeah. Molotovs. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah that's it was tight. it was really, really cool. And it also added throwing knives. Um yeah. and I love that. And it like used it edited the assets for like the original daggers to make them like actually look like throwing knives that were fit into the game. Oh cool. So I loved that. And um I of course went in for like the the tweaks that like made the game better, like the unofficial patches. Mm-hmm. And, like, uh, follower AI tweaks and stuff like that. And, those are um, just necessary. Those are just necessary at this point. And, I've uh, been playing Skyrim again, and it is the most ass to have a companion. I have the archery wood elf man guy person. Yeah. Who's, who, gets, who, like, almost gets cucked, and that's how you get him. Yeah. And, like, that is... He's he's terrible. He does nothing. <laughs> he's, he's just, just like, a pack mule. He he's literally there, and he's not even like I'm swatting to carry your burdens. He's just like, hey, uh, when you go up a level, pay me money, and I'll train you how to do archery better. I'm like, come yeah. on, dude, fucking do something. I'm getting attacked by a. This bear. is stealth archery simulator. I don't need your help. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. But, yeah. No. Um. I then later on I played New Vegas. Actually, played New Vegas before Fallout Three, but I modded New Vegas way later because uh-huh. I did a playlist where I just fucked up New Vegas so hard, and like not uh-huh. fucked up in a bad way. Like I, I fucked say, it up in a mean? good way. Oh, okay. Like I just packed it with as many mods as I could until my computer screamed, uh-huh. and that was one of my most joyous playthroughs of the game because I found all things that were like visually appealing and lore friendly or even just cool like i got one that you could remodel the uh the hotel in uh prim yeah yeah uh the restore the bison steve mod yeah, yeah Res- restore bison steve i really is it, is it actually like a thing or does it just look like a best western no no no, no, no. it's like an actual thing and it's really oh, cool wow. yeah like it, you you do quests to build it up into a casino and a hotel that's and cool it's really cool yeah actually. and you, it just prints money it might be so cool that i'm doing a video about it Really? Maybe, maybe. Sneak peek, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just I added so many mods to New Vegas, and it just made the game everything that my heart desired on the first go around. That's awesome. That's yeah. I've definitely I can agree with that a lot. Yeah, it's it definitely mods take the game to a place where it's it's what you wanted specifically. They let you really personalize it, and I think that's what kind of everybody wants when they play a game. So I think you can probably tell from my tone that I am very pro mod. <laughs> I think Vince is not pro mod. He's well, like pro mod on a good day. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> my experience with them is I think I've modded Fallout Four once. What do you okay on what? I wanted to play a survival campaign when they added the hardcore mode. Uh-huh. I didn't understand why there wasn't a sleeping bag 
part of the game because I thought I remember hearing uh, God Rodimus Howard talk about how we were going to have sleeping bags that we could put down anywhere for three or four hours. Yeah. wasn't in the game. Mm-hmm. And there was a mod to put sleeping bags in the game. It was pretty much a grenade that you threw it down and a sleeping bag would appear and mm-hmm. you could sleep there for X amount of hours. That is the only mod I've ever modded into any sort of Elder Scroll or uh, El- Elder Scrolls or Fallout game, any Bethesda game. I have Gary's mod that I've played with Declan and I think on my old Facebook account, there's there's screenshots that Declan has posted of the two of us playing Gary's mod when we were <laughs> yeah we did sled build chi- yeah small small children. Um, I'll see if I, I can put them in the video portion if you can find fans. them. Hell yeah, baby, I think I'm a skeleton. Declan, <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like the baby Muppets. <laughs> uh, that's the only time I've ever modded anything, uh, and I'm not a huge fan of them to be completely honest. I, I don't think they're necessary. I look at a lot huh. of I look at a lot of uh, art, uh, the way the French look at food. The French look at food as if the chef made it a certain way, that's the way it's to be enjoyed. It's the way you're you are to eat it. Uh, in France, if they see you putting ketchup on something, it's considered highly disrespectful, and probably in Japan too. Uh, I've been on a weird Japan kick lately, but. <laughs> I I never saw it necessary. I've never played a game and went, oh my god, this would be so much better with mods. I've never mm. looked at a game and said, like, this is the, they didn't do a good job. Like, I think I just kind of understood that this game takes a lot of time and energy that needs to be put into it. And with that being said, there are some things that are going to get missed. And I'm okay with that because it's kind of like... Play, not like playing on hard mode, but you're playing at a disadvantage, which gives which gives it that extra little bit of uh of, of you're you're playing with a disadvantage, so it gives it that extra little bit of challenge that you have to acclimate towards. Play Fallout New Vegas with and without New Vegas Anti Crash, and tell me mods aren't necessary. Look me in the eyes and tell me mods aren't necessary. <laughs> yes, yes, See, yes you have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> also, you're coming at it from the perspective of playing on the PC. You tell me you've never had Fallout New Vegas crash for you on the console? Uh, maybe a few times. Not anything that I remember spectacularly. It's a Bethesda game. It's crashed on me. I'm not going to sit here I'm and done. Be like, no, I'm done. never. Nope. Uh-uh. You can't use that defense anymore. What do you mean? New g- games should never crash, ever, for any reason, unless you no, intentionally I break it. I'm, I'm fully aware of that. All right, well, then don't but like, give it the pass. I'm, I'm not, no, okay. Put it back I'm in the deck. Put it, it in the deck. <laughs> I don't want to give it the pass, but the way I also look at it is I shouldn't say it's a Bethesda game. It's going to crash. But if I, I don't buy other games and get two, three, four hundred hours out of them. Like if I buy any other game, like I loved Resident Evil 7. Like I that is like one of my probably like my top ten games. Probably like number ten, maybe number nine, maybe number eight. I love that game. I have never played another Resident Evil before in my life. I've only played it once because I don't feel the need to go back and play it again. I have replayed Fallout 3. I've replayed Fallout 3 to the point where I could probably speedrun the game. Like, I've played it so many times and I constantly enjoyed it. Yes, it's buggy. Yes, it's broken. Yes, shit doesn't work. But what other game have I put more than 200 hours in in the past 10 years? Another Fallout game. Grand Theft Auto 5, yeah, I've put probably, I've put at least 100 hours in the story mode and probably like 50 to 60 hours on the online mode, but I didn't leave Grand Theft Auto 5 happy. 
I didn't really? leave Grand Theft Auto Five and go, this was a good experience and I enjoyed every bit of it. I left Grand Theft Auto Five going, this sucked. It's not fun anymore. Everything is too wait. realistic. Where the fuck is CJ? We never talk about OG <laughs> Loke. We never talk about uh, any of... Uh, we don't talk about... What the fuck? Big, not Big Smoke. What was his name? Uh, Red Dead Redemption 1. Red Dead Redemption 1 I've gotten a lot of time out of. Yes. Mm. But I don't think I've gotten... I don't think I've gotten... What do you call it? I don't think I've gotten... Uh, 200, 300, 400 hours out of it. I've probably got, mm. no, nah, I probably got about 200 because I didn't do all the side missions. I'm not going to sit here and blow smoke up your ass. I didn't go find all the fucking flowers for the guy with the dead wife. I didn't talk mm. to Abe Lincoln. I, I, I didn't talk to the guy in, um, Armadillo who's like, I've got myself here a Nickelodeon. Like, I just, I played the story and I just cried the whole time. Especially <laughs> when you get to the, to, to, towards the end because that game is fucking immaculate. Yeah. But like, did it ever crash on you once? Did probably I ran it no. on a 360? I did too. I I actually really? genuinely specifically recall Red Dead never crashing because I think that would totally ruin any moment that game. Like imagine if you're in the scene where you're crossing into Mexico and that song's playing, and then bam, crash. Okay. Yeah, you know that'd my, be frustrating with Irish. That's like one of the best trunk. missions in the game. Yeah, exactly. No, I don't I, think I, uh, I don't think I ever had Fallout Three crash on my PlayStation Three. Really? And that, and that was the worst. That was probably the worst version of Fallout 3. Yeah, that's impressive. That's just yeah. luck. <laughs> no, but what I'm saying is I, I, it's not it's, – it's, it's two two schools of thought. If you, drive, if you drive a car for 10 hours versus you driving a car for 100 hours, you're going to notice that the car you drove for 100 hours has more hiccups than the car you only drove for 10. But what about in the case of, say, Fallout New Vegas, if we bring it back to Fallout games, where the developers originally intended for the strip to be all one area. When you walk into the strip, the grandeur of New Vegas is laid out before you, no loading screens or nothing. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. they had to reduce that limitation for technical reasons. They were limited by the technology of their day. But when we came into later eras and mods gave us things like the 4-gigabyte patch enabler, which basically just lets New Vegas use more memory resources. Which Um, is a god tier. Yeah. yeah, that's that's fine. That's that's shit that I like. Wait, that shit I like. But then there was another mod that came along that opened up New Vegas into one whole area. So when you open the gates of New Vegas for the first time, all of the strip is right there. It's all no single cell right. strip. There's no loading. There's no There's loading no screens loading. whatsoever. Yeah, no the single cell strip game. mod. No, 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 no. Just just the city. Oh, I was gonna say, what kind yeah. of Tony Hawk American Wasteland shit are you trying to pull on me? No, no, <laughs> no. But the single cell strip mod is one of the most essential things ever. It's amazing. I get that. I understand that. And that's the shit that's that's the good shit. But, like, at the same time, I watch I watch a video that has mods in it, and it's like, this is a realistic AR-15 with a wooden grip stock, and also has a fucking blender to make smoothies and a fucking fleshlight. Like, I, this isn't... I don't, I don't want a real... Like, I want my Fallout-y ass weapons. So then, like, so then you're with my, me on it. You're with yeah, me. Yeah, but... I'm not it's I don't hate mods. I don't okay. think they're completely pointless. I just don't think I should buy a game and go, "Well, they fucked it up already. I know that. Let me boot it in with a bunch of fucking extras on it." Well, yeah, no, no, no. No, but I don't But I feel like, like people if if I could uh if I could butt in. Of course. I feel like people that use mods don't necessarily use them because they think the original game is faulty or bad. Yeah, absolutely not. But they just want to have an elevated experience, which is understandable when a game's begin to age. 
when people uh, when people come to me and they uh, in different like forum servers whatever and they say hey I just got um, you know Fallout 3 Fallout New Vegas on the PC what what mod should I get what what you know like what do you recommend uh, I say very first thing I tell them I say first of all play the game all the way through vanilla absolutely hands down there's no I don't any every Bethesda game you should definitely at least play all the way through vanilla once um, and if if for no other reason it's one to just enjoy the you know the unimpeded story that they've crafted and then two the authentic experience yeah and then two is once you do that you'll have a better idea of what of what things you maybe think could work better and what things you might prefer for your own experience so so that's you know kind of twofold there but no i'm with you totally i i definitely see the value in a in a vanilla experience don't get me wrong I, I don't I like I said I'm not against it I'm not opposed to it I don't think it's wrong I don't think if like I don't think I, I don't I don't look at it like bringing it back to food I don't look at it like oh you modded that game is not like you put ketchup on your steak you troglodyte like it's not <laughs> I kind like, of look at it like that don't put ketchup on your steak what are you doing <laughs> well, no exactly that's what I'm saying but I'm saying I don't look at modding like that it's like I kind of look at it like okay this is good. And I'm going to take my leftovers home and add fucking garlic powder and sriracha and fucking sesame oil and make it better. Like, but it's, I don't, it's not necessarily necessary. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's no need to turn water into wine every single time. Yeah. Yeah, Like it's, it's, I think, I think a lot of, and I feel like I'm going to be put on a cross if I say (laughs) this, but I feel like a lot of the, the novelty of fallout three for me is that it's janky as fuck. It's (laughs) oblivion. The guns guns. are just oblivion bows. Yeah. 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 Like I've been playing, like I said, I've been playing Skyrim on the PS4. And it is the most bugged fucking mess I've I've played in a long time. And Declan was telling me the other day that apparently the PS4 version was nigh impossible to play when it first came out. I wouldn't know. I, <laughs> uh, but, like, I, I just... I don't know. Like, I'm playing it, and it's, it's annoying that, like, I'm in full stealth mode killing people, and I'm, like, losing my stealth ability because they're like, what's going on over there? Like, dude, yeah. you're in a fucking different room. How did you know he died? Did you know there are mods to fix that? I'm aware of this. <laughs> I don't think I don't know if they no they do exist on PS4, but they're not great ones. Mm. Like they're not. It's it's like this this bow is a frost bow now, or or the arrows are frost arrows because they do a certain damage. It's not like um, like I can't have Thomas the Tank yeah. Engine flying. It's around. not the nitty gritty control you get off PC. If yeah, yeah, I was gonna say your perspective, Vince, and uh, admittedly, it might be a little limited by your. Your well by your by your limitations, frankly. <laughs> your platform, yeah, but, of but also, like I don't like this is another thing I'll get put on a cross for. I don't like playing on a PC because one of the games I grew up with was Sonic Adventure Two Battle, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. And during the winter sale on Steam, it was I got Sonic Adventure One and Sonic Adventure Two for less than five bucks. Those are nice. games that that those are games that I've put probably two three. Sonic Adventure 2, I've probably put two, three, four hundred, five hundred hours into because they're the games I grew up with back when I had time to put that much time into something that wasn't quote unquote productive. Right. Right. Right? Yeah. I have a fairly decent PC. Declan can attest for that. That's all right. Yeah. <laughs> it's all right. Hey, did you fix, sorry, sidetrack, did you fix his graphic card while you were over the break? No. I'm God a bad friend. Damn. 
I told him, I was like, oh, come up. We'll, we'll find out what chords I need. You could say hello to my mother. It'll be nice. Oh, we'll come up. have a cup of tea. And then he tells me to go fuck myself. Wow. Uh, <laughs> That's exactly uh, how it played out. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, hey, come over. He's like, no, fuck you. I'm like, all right, I'm going to go sit on your couch for two hours. Um, so... Uh, okay, so this is a game that's fucking 15 years old. No, it's yeah, probably. It's like 2003. Yeah. So I could not get it to run on my computer. I have to run it in the lowest, like, windowed screen to run it. I could whip out my GameCube and put the disc in and load it up and still have all my chows from the fucking past decade and a half right there. Declan, did you take a look? I did not take a look. No, but that's not... a compatibility not, mode issue. That's, yeah. But that's not the point I'm getting at. I don't give a fuck what kind of mode issue it is. <laughs> what I'm saying is with a PC, I have to take 49 extra steps to make sure I could run fucking Train Simulator 2008 fucking the Tonka edition. Like, <laughs> or I could just fucking find my Xbox and play it. Like, I also hate this whole, I have to down, and I understand you have to download the game so they run faster on your, on your console, but it's like, oh yeah, motherfucking midnight release for Red Dead 2, get home, it's one o'clock, because I had to wait in line, because I was group two for life, and I had to fucking get home, install the Johnson, it's two discs, a hundred and something gigabytes, well fuck me, what do I do? It's three in the morning and I have work tomorrow, I'm not gonna get to play this till I get to work, until I get home from work, and guess what? I'm going to get home from I'm going to be at work all day tomorrow. My performance is going to is going to be faulty because all I'm thinking about is John fucking Marson. You're kind of you're kind of talking yourself in a loop there because that particular issue you're referring to right now doesn't happen on PC because How? of preload. Right. Fine, and I can preload games if I don't buy the disc, but well, assuming sorry, not I want a games. physical cough. thing. Cough. You can't preload. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, cuz they fucking delete themselves. Yeah. It's just I don't know. Like I am, I am, I am here for the console, and I feel like I have to represent those people. Oh no, go for it. man! I still got a console. Don't talk. actually, I got a few. Don't talk, man. I know about console. Man. No, I'm not. Like I, I'm not saying that you're dissing them. I'm just saying that you're oh. predominantly the two of you are predominantly PC, right? Yes, this is true. Yeah. So here I am with my controller in hand. And I get it. You can use your DualShock and your Xbox and your Switch and your fucking now GameCube controller on on PC. Yeah, Fine. Say, I'm literally looking at the computer, the controller I was using to play that Nazi game earlier. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just <laughs> like I I like the reliability of it, and also I don't like that I can like my my uh, not saying that I do this, but I can boot up my computer, play World of Warcraft for twelve hours, and then use it to go on Amazon and like find hentai. Not saying that I'm going to find some hentai, but like it's an odd example of things you don't do. I'm just well, I'm trying to think <laughs> of like parallels, like what's like the fucking the craziest shit you can do. Oh, I, I see what you mean. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like a I console, would to I get on. That parallel, I, but I get it. <laughs> yeah, like like I could go on Amazon and buy a fucking self-stirring mug. Uh, <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like like yeah. I, I boot up my console, I play Skyrim for a few hours, I get off, I go on my computer and do my uh, my degenerate Hentai. activities. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like. <laughs> I, I, I like I like having things separate. I like things in their place. And I get that you lose mods. Let's try to fucking bring it back to that quick. I, <laughs> I get that you lose mods and you lose a lot of the capability. And, like, even on PlayStation, I think the mods that you do get, you're only allowed to have, like, 
a gig or two. Yeah. And I think on Xbox you're allowed to have up to five. Yeah. Is it more roughly. or is it five? That's roughly that. Yeah. So I get that. And, like, when... I gave my brother a copy of Fallout 4 for his PlayStation. His first thing was, oh, I can use mods. And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, give me pretty much the developer room. Because he was just oh. like, I just want to walk into, I was going to say the DC. I want to walk into just the city with a fat man and just unlimited nukes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, what do you, like, I, I don't know, man. I just, there, there's never been a point in time where I've ever played a game and goes, this needs to be modded. No, no, I haven't either. But, um, well, I say that I, I feel that way once I've played a game, when I've had mods for, when I go back to playing a game vanilla and I've had mods for it and I know what the difference is. Um, but that's just, that's just a personal thing. But no, I, I agree with you completely. I think people should play games however they want to be played. So if you prefer to play on console, then I mean, do you, man, if you prefer to play on PC, you know, do you, if you prefer to have the cheat room in Fallout 4 and have unlimited ammo, then do you, I mean, you know, these games are a personal experience. Um, everybody's got different stories. That's kind of what makes it fun, right? Yeah. Um, but if, but I'll, I'll caution in saying that. I don't know. And I'm not saying you are. It's just it's tough talking about mods in a negative light when you maybe you know you don't have the full picture. I I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. That's all. I I, I tried making uh, a few mods for the for the for Fallout Three. You did. Yeah. You're gonna have to change your opinion on mods once the ARH mod comes out. <laughs> well, I wasn't talking about that one, but yeah, um, there was back in the day we had. A, I don't. I doubt he listens. I haven't spoken to him in a very long time. And the last I heard, he was in uh, a third world country. I don't know the name. He was overseas. Friend of the show, Shane's. <laughs> shout out to you. Holy dude. Shane's. Yeah, I I should Shane. probably censor his last name. Sorry, I <laughs> believe. Um, but <laughs> dude, shout out to you. I don't know. Should I? It's a very vague name. It's like there's Robert one. Jackson. There's one billion Shane <laughs> on this planet. Yeah. Uh, but he we he was like this. He was like I don't know, dude. Shane Shane was one of these kids that like you only meet once in a lifetime that had like a crazy amount of energy. Yeah. And was like at the same. He he had like ADD or ADHD. And at the same time was, like, this stand-up, well-put-together, well-dressed, well-spoken kid. Nice. Yeah, he was he was a year older than us, and he, like, he was a cool kid. He, like, skipped his entire summer to go do basic training and shit. And he was, like, a stand-up kid. And he was really fucking funny. And he would... He, he was pretty the, funny. He was so... Remember we had lunch with him? He, and he, he was the funniest <laughs> fucking kid. And the shit he, he would come up with, like dude, it was, it was insane. Fucking Mister. <laughs> Do you remember that? I remember that. He used to yell for the gym teacher, like <laughs> he'd be in a math class and be like, <laughs> and 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 the math teacher or the gym teacher was just, he was just such a like. Like, you would compliment him, and he would get nervous. Like, he was just that type of guy. Like, I was like, hey, man, have a good weekend. He goes, oh, da, 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 you, you, you too, Vince. Like, but he, he was a good guy. But Shane, um, I was trying to make a mod that was a companion mod that was Shane. <laughs> I love that. And it was going to be... I forgot whenever, about that. You remember this? I remember this. It was going to be any time you shot Shane, it sounded like you were hitting metal. <laughs> <laughs> and he was going to have an automatic combat shotgun that shot grenades. Nice. 
And he was going to have, like, four lines of dialogue, and one was just, yeah! <laughs> and he would get, like, anytime he got into combat, the dialogue was just, I'm Shane! Then he would just shoot people. Like, I, 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 it didn't work. It was not, it was not, uh, it, it wasn't apl- applicable? Yeah. It wasn't, like, I couldn't figure it out. I was also yeah. running it on a computer that could probably barely run it. But Yeah. yeah. And also, Fallout 3, as you have told us, uh, it was one of the first ways that you could have the modding tool, and back then, it, it was was not, not very well supported. No, yeah, it it did not. It does not do the things that the creation kit does now, which is why they renamed it. Actually, it really, <laughs> yeah. So when they renamed it, it was because one, it's just a far better tool now. Two, you can do more with it. They changed all the coding. Well, not they didn't change all of it, but like it's a much high, better version of the scripting that is used for mm. the game. Um, you can, there's more stuff you can do more stuff with it. That's why, like, if you ever look at mods for Fallout 3, they're just not of the same caliber as, like, Fallout New Vegas mods or Fallout 4 mods. Yeah, yeah. So, that's kind of the reason. Same thing with, like, I mean, actually, Oblivion had really good mods. Um, Oblivion's mods were impressive for what the developers had. Yes, yeah, yeah. And Can I say some foul shit real quick? Sure. I've actually never played Oblivion. No, I lie. I've only played Oblivion for, like, two hours. Do highly, I do. That was my first ever Bethesda game, and I really that's where I fell in love. Yeah, see, my can first... I say some foul shit real quick? Yeah, Man. go ahead. I only played Oblivion for like three hours. It's not foul at all. Oblivion, it is, it was Bethesda's first attempt at a role playing game for consoles, and I honestly think they hit the nail on the head. Um, cause it was, it was enough of that old school RPG style that you mm. want from, and I say first, that's not technically true. Moralin was on the console as well. Um, but it was an early. It was a, it was a better attempt at bringing RPGs to consoles, and I think they really did. I think they really did well with it. Um, and it was they my did first. kind of set the stage for console RPGs. Yes, and it was with that game specifically. Um, that's definitely, I would say, the turning point in their career as like a well-known game studio, in my opinion. Oh um, yeah, easily. Easily. Yeah. Uh, and so from then, you know, from there they went into better fallout games and stuff like that and skyrim obviously um which is pretty much i think skyrim basically where they became just like a household name um yeah but declan was telling me that uh the amount of sales that they had for skyrim indicates some sort of statistic saying that uh it's a lot of people's first rpg ever yeah i think that's very true and that's like a high standard to live up to yeah i think that's also very true I mean... It's why you have people like my roommates who are frat boys and have played basically two games, Skyrim and Fortnite. Really? Mm-hmm. Everyone has played Skyrim at this Everyone point. Everyone in their yeah. fucking child has You can Skyrim. play it on Alexa. You can. <laughs> I tried. It was tough. It was tough. <laughs> Alexa, play Skyrim Special Edition. <laughs> Let's see if anybody at home is just like, that's what I want like this show to just become. Is a scavenger hunt of when the fuck is he going to bring up Alexa? <laughs> it's like you know? when when the Xbox voice things first came out and they would watch videos and be like, Xbox, shut off. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I actually used that bit that you guys start you started that bit and I uh, used it at my friend's house and it was hilarious. Did the Pop-Tart specifically. Did you, how many did you order? I ordered 12 because as you guys found <laughs> out. <laughs> <laughs> did it order 12? It tried to, but uh, um, you had to like say like yes again. It's like I'm gonna order twelve. It's like, do you want? It's like, 
right, okay. It's like, okay, I've got your order for 12 boxes of Pop-Tarts. Do you, or like, you want me to place it? And then you're like, and then the, the person who owns it was like, no. And that ruined it. Uh, no. I, okay, I know the workaround for this. You got to get a separate speaker, right? Uh-huh. And you got to make a playlist that's called the Pop-Tarts playlist. Okay? Hear me okay. out. Follow me. Right, you, you. you you got to do it on Spotify, and it's a game for everybody now. You put it on random shuffle, right? Yeah. Oh, and my God. you find a song where the chorus is like, yeah, 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 oh, right? no. Right? So you know it's coming, but nobody else knows it's coming. And then <laughs> as the song starts, you got to time it perfectly. So when the chorus comes, you'll be like, Alexa, order uh, 12 boxes of strawberry banana yogurt Pop-Tarts. And all of a sudden, she's just like, I'm about to order 12 strawberry banana Pop-Tarts. Yes or no? And then the song's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you just charge your buddy a bunch of money, and then you don't have that friend anymore. Yeah, that was what, it was, what was happening. I got hit. Did you? Well, like, it, it was a... Did I incite violence? It was, like, it was from a girl. It was like a joke kind of hit. Oh. It was like a joke punch, you know? But anyway. <laughs> she would have been mad. I mean, I would have been mad, and then I would have been like, "Looks like Pop Tarts." All I could think of right now is doing that game, but the song you use is "Cooking by the Book" featuring Lil Jon. <laughs> oh shit! Because he's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's good stuff. Uh, yeah, I just, I, I think, I think. Don't get me wrong. I think modding could be great for uh, more storytelling. I think modding could be great for. Uh, a, a, a new way to look at the game. How there's... I forget the mod itself, but there was a Mr. Matty Plays playthrough where he did it on, like, New Vegas on, like... Like, just... just um, I'm trying to think of the right word for it. Like, anal bypass mode? Excuse okay. me? Yeah, where it's just, like... like or, or, sorry, rectal removal mode, where it just took oh. out your ass and destroyed it. Is it dust? It might have been. It sounds like it probably was. I don't remember. Yeah. I don't remember what the story was. I remember watching a few episodes, and the one episode that like sticks out the most was these Brotherhood or Enclave, um, the incinerary guys with the the, the flamethrowers. Th- flamers, yeah, yeah. Uh, him just getting absolutely decimated by those guys. Okay, maybe not dust, but still cool. Yeah, and I just remember being like, "Why do you want to play this?" Like, what is, is the sto- no? And I get challenged. There I was totally a mod. I forget what it is, but it made it so that you can't heal ever, yes. and when you die, you die. Yeah. See, I like permadeath shit, but I think you should also have the option to and stim pack up. Well, yeah, stim packs are canon, so you know. Yeah, but like Declan just said, you can't heal. Well, like that's that's no, that's a mod, but that's for. Again, it's catered to a very specific audience. People who yeah. maybe are doing a type of run, you know. The yeah. people that like Dark Souls. Yeah. I was just going to say, like, <laughs> I'm going to get some shit for this too. But I don't get the appeal of Dark Souls. I don't get... I, I, I Like, when I play a game, I don't want to sit there and be like, Oh my god, I'd rather wipe my ass with sandpaper than do this again. Let's do it 17 more times. Like, I want to get... I want to be told a story. Challenge. Dark Souls no. is a story. I know I get that, but isn't a lot of Dark Souls a story like you have to look it up yourself? I don't know. Maybe if you don't pay attention, maybe if you're too caught up in dying. <laughs> I mean, I, I can call you out, Vince, because you loved Cuphead. Yeah, and and you th- that game is built around dying. 
Yes, I loved it for its um, I loved it for its art style mostly, and its soundtrack. The soundtrack but is legendary. That's that's mm-hmm. a game that's a very old school style of game. I I mm-hmm. bought it going into it knowing I'm not here for it. The story is fucking Cuphead and Mugman are gambling, and they're like, "I'm on a hot streak. I'm gonna bet my soul." And the devil's like, "Will you now?" And then Elder <laughs> Kettle's like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" That's the story. <laughs> that's the fucking story. <laughs> Sounds like a good story. It's yeah. great. It's a great I'd, game. I'd I love it. Ten out of ten. But just, it's it's like I have certain expectations when I buy a game, right? Right. I have the expectation of I don't I don't buy a lot of games. I don't think a lot of games are are good. To be frank, I don't. I just don't. I don't like them anymore. Like, it's you're just an old man. We get yeah. It. I'm an old man. Yeah. Get off my fucking lawn. I I need to be invested in some way. I need there to be something striking about it. Right? Yeah, I, I'll admit, the first the first uh, expectation I have when I buy a new game is that it works. Cough, Bethesda, cough. If I'm being honest, I have, I'm not kidding when I say this very truthfully, and I've been doing this for a while now, I have never been more excited for mods for a game not mods that i'm going to create but mods that i'm going to see other people create and and me too but i've never been more excited for mods for a game than fallout 76 really yeah and i'm not even playing that game or and probably <laughs> won't for a long time i'm giving because it to like you want to see it fixed yeah i'm waiting july is when it's going to be better i'm waiting until i can play it offline i think that's just it's not like yeah. a it's not because it's not even because of the other people it's because i don't like the lag honestly I think that kind of ruins a lot of it. I never, I mean, I, I don't know. I just, that's a game that I can understand people wanting to mod the fuck out of. I totally get that. I'm totally aware. I'm totally understanding. But like, I play that game and I play it with all of its glitches and I'm just like, I, I'm still having fun. Like, I don't see the problem. Yeah, I've had, I've just had way too many disconnects and, and just like, I don't like going into like a dungeon and being like, yeah, clearing the dungeon. And then like, I'm like halfway through it. I'm like, where are all the enemies? And then suddenly they all spawn immediately right around me. Like that's yeah. not how the dungeon was designed yeah. or intended. That's not yeah. what the devs wanted. That's just a broken system there. And I think that's partially due to the network issue. I think, I think a lot of things would be immediately fixed if it could be played completely offline. I honestly do. I think obviously server disconnects wouldn't happen. That's already a big plus in my book. So I mean, that's just kind of what, that's my big thing. I'll probably play it through vanilla once I can play it offline. But then after that, I'm, because, because now we're talking about a Fallout game that you can mod to have, you know, more NPCs, different types of quests, maybe more. It's basically a blank canvas for modders. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like you can, you can make, and I think honestly, that's kind of what Bethesda wanted anyway. Um, But what do you you think? Sorry, go on. No, I'm just saying. I think, like, imagine that experience where it's it's actually a multi. It's actually like a like, I don't know. It's what I. It's what kind of I think we were all assuming we would get from multiplayer Fallout role playing type quests. You still have to pass checks to do certain things. You've got enemies that actually spawn in the right place. You've got you know what I mean. Like a, um, I don't know. Just I think I think it was I think modding Fallout 76 gives us the opportunity to have the multiplayer Fallout that more of the Fallout fan base actually wanted, in my opinion. Who do you think wanted this game more, Bethesda or Xenomax? Uh, Xenomax, probably. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. After I yeah. see all this, like I was in, shout out to her again for the second time, Mrs. E, I was in her stream yesterday, mm-hmm. and she made something very, very apparent to me that I had not noticed. Uh, Daddy Hines has mm-hmm. not tweeted since the game came out. No uh, shit, really? Wow. Yeah. 
I didn't know uh, that. I didn't know that either, and I was sitting there reading it and looking at it going, tell me they fucking fired this man. No. He He's retweeted a couple things. He's hasn't directly said anything. It's been just all like the game is, is getting an update. There's a retweet. There's Matt Grandstaff, who I follow on, I think, Instagram and or Twitter. I'm not sure if it's on Twitter, but he was he posts like it, he went kind of radio silent for a couple days, a few weeks maybe, but he's posting shit again. And like either Pete, because Pete Hines is always getting harassed on Twitter. Well, yeah. Maybe the, he just he's knows. the social media face. Yeah, yeah. that's true. That is yeah. his maybe, job. Maybe he just knows to stay quiet. Because there's just going to be backlash be. no matter what he says. People still yeah. got to be tweeting at him. Yeah, like, like I didn't even think to search like at Pete Hines to see what would come yeah. up. I'm sure people are still tweeting at him. But from what I'm getting from this game, like now that I'm kind of sitting back and looking at everything and seeing everything, I don't think Bethesda quote unquote wanted to make this game. Well, I you know, yeah. Sorry, what were you going to say? No, I, I just, it's uh, along the same line there. I don't think Bethesda wanted to make it. I'm not really sure. I don't, do, uh, man, I don't know. I don't really remember any talking to anybody who even really wanted this game to, like, as a, to play it. Yeah, and I've said it before on the show, and I'll say it again. This is not a game that I wanted until I heard about it might existing. Yeah. I, I've said that I've told the story before. Declan came up to me in school once and was like, Hey man, how do you feel about a f- an online fallout? And, I was and you like, said you'd fucking hate it. I was like, I'm going to hate it. It's going to ruin the series. That's not the point of fallout. And mm-hmm. I played it and I enjoyed it. Now, did I have rose tinted glasses? Fucking yes, dude. Fuck. Yeah. I have a bias. I have a podcast <laughs> about fallout. Of course. <laughs> but like at the same time, it appealed to me in the sense of, I like the isolation. I like the loneliness. I like the feeling of it's me against the world. And that kind of increases when it's me and special guest Kyle and 20 or something other people that could come and kill me at any moment. Mm-hmm. I like that. Mm-hmm. That being but I said... Think, I think you were expecting Fallout 4 multiplayer or like Fallout 3 multiplayer, Fallout New Vegas. You know, I think that's what you were picturing. Yes and no. If I'm being honest... I expected it to be a lot more like ESO mm. than you, as what we got. I never played ESO, so I didn't have I played very basic. little. I played very really? little. Yeah. It's, but it's I expected it to be more of a traditional MMO, basically. Okay. Really? Yeah. See, I was watching an interview, I think it was with Pete Hines, and he said the best way for me to put this was D&D. And Declan and I... Declan and I Together and separately have played a a lot, a copious amount of Dungeons and Dragons. So much. So when they said that, I instant my like the especially the way and you could attest for this, Declan, the way I DM a game is very much here's a blank slate, let's do whatever we want within the confines of the rules. Yeah. So when I got when I got seventy six and it was like leave the vault, figure it out, I was like, This is how I play D D. Except I'm the player character and I'm the dungeon master at the same time. So I didn't hate it. Yeah. So could that be improved with modification? Absolutely. The the state that the game is in, absolutely. I can't tell you how many times I've been playing that game and just I, I've tried to get rid of I've I've gotten rid of something or picked something up and it's like you've just lost thirty ammo and I'm like, from what? Or, here's this, here's the fucking, 
we we went into this game making characters that were based on the characters we played from the Fallout D and D series that Declan started, right? Which is a great way to do it, if we're being honest. I think so oh, too. Yeah. I went into it playing my character, who is a uh, um, charisma kind of stealthy, pistol holding type of guy, right? Oh well, you fucked up. Yeah, exactly. You know exactly where I'm going with this. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle was our doctor. He's our medic in the it's game, okay. yeah. right? Yeah. Kyle was going to get a syringer. He was going to poison people. He was going to slow people down. He was going to be a huge help. He was going to heal all of us. Mm-hmm. I was going to be a tactician. Who? One that leads the quest. Yeah, exactly. Declan was going to be like the scout who says, this ahead is this way. Mahaha. It was going to be, we, we had a whole thing. We had a tank. We had a person who was going to be just uh, unarmed. And then Kyle and I are playing, and Kyle and I feel like we're doing no damage with hunting rifles. And you Kyle, because we're not exactly. Kyle whips out a fucking golf club and walks over to someone and fucking doesn't even hit him with it. He just sets it next to them and it falls on him funny, and he does like a fucking four hundred damage hit. Yeah. Kyle can now not role play within the confines of his character unless they have surgical scissors he could hit somebody with. <laughs> do, do you understand what i'm saying like yes. fix yeah. that modify yeah. the game so it has a it has a way that i can still use my hunting like the most i got my hunting rifle to do was like 130 damage and kyle's like yeah without any mo- any perk cards for uh this this ironing not ironing board this rolling pin this does like 96 damage for me yeah that's just just broken Everybody's walking around with with Super shish kebabs and power armor, and I'm like, "This is not the wasteland I expected." Not everybody yeah. should be in power armor. Yeah, no. There's a lot of things from from. I was I was watching something yesterday, and they're like, "Yeah, we're they're never gonna make Fallout Five," and I'm like, "Bitch, you thought? Like, come on, you don't think they're gonna make Fallout Five? Because Fallout Four didn't make enough money. Fallout Five is gonna be the redemption arc. It, Man, if I, it's like it's a long I'll, time out." I don't it's a long time out, and I hope it's a long time out. It, yeah. It fucking better be. I hope they take eight years with it. I hope I have, like, I'm on my second marriage and third kid when it comes out. <laughs> like, I, I hope they take forever to do it, because that's a game that when it comes out, I know I'm going to take a week and be like, this is, like, like you know you know that picture of, of Mo from The Simpsons, and he's looking back, and there's a noose, and he's like, not this week, old friend. Yeah. Like, that's going to yeah. be gonna be that. When, when Fallout yeah. 5 comes out, I'll be like, okay, this week, my friend. Like, this is going to be... <laughs> like, I know that's a game, and especially if they do it right and they put it somewhere. And you know what? I wouldn't be opposed to them licensing it out to somebody again. Give it to it worked out so well the last time. Sorry? I said, yeah, because it worked out so well the last time. Yeah, and you know what? Let somebody else... Like... Okay, if I'm writing for one of our shows, like we if I'm should... writing for Nuclear Family... <sighs> I can always go to Declan and be like, yo, how do you think about this? But every once in a while, I go to special guest Kyle, and I'm like, dude, read this and tell me what you think. Because it's 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 better when somebody else takes something, takes an idea, and they they kind of put it through their own lens. They put it through their own perspective. They put it through mm-hmm. their own fucking sifting colander, and they get, their, they get a new way to look at something. They get to say, hey, man, I like this, but instead of doing X, Y, and Z, why not do, like, LMNOP? Like, haha, yeah. I didn't think of that. That's so, why I usually do... That's why I do the editing for Dixon. So it's a different style. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if, there's something you should know before you talk about wanting to license Fallout to another organization or company or whatever. 
there's pretty much only two groups of people left in this world who are really qualified to make a more let's call it let's say let's let's just we're just going to simplify it a little bit um a more rpg style fallout along the veins of the older ones along the veins of the new vegas type of role playing Mm -hmm. um the only two groups of people left to do that are pretty much mod authors and bethesda themselves because well obsidian it it basically is you know the reason they did so well when they were given um fallout new vegas to work with was because most they got the the band together yeah, well, yeah, most of the people yeah. on the team were from the original. They were Black Isle people, yeah. Yeah, and that they, those people aren't around anymore. Not yeah. like they're alive. They're just not – they don't work there anymore. Yeah. Um, Brian but, Fargo yeah. is working on Outer Worlds right now, and I think Chris Avalon is as well. I See, think uh, – uh, I think I heard um, that was a rumor. I don't know if it's true or not. No, they didn't Josh see the live Sawyer stream. Too. No, no, I didn't. There, I don't know if Josh Sawyer is, but there was a live stream where – uh, obsidian made people wait and they're like oh my god this is it this is new vegas 2 electric boogaloo and <laughs> the live stream was like not even five minutes and i think it was chris avalon brian fargo and maybe someone else there and they're like we're gonna have a microtransaction nope we're gonna have a season pass nope all right guys thanks for tuning in and they turned it off yeah and it was basically. what is now but you know what i'm kind of worried about the outer worlds i i, I honestly I'm not. The one thing I want is if they let us mod it. I know it's exactly, if they let us mod it, I'll be so happy. Uh, but I am actually kind of excited for it. Why are you worried about it? Because it's going to be, they said it's it's a small game. It's not going to have a huge map. And it's going to apparently have a linear quest line. Uh, oh, well, that kind of differs from what I've heard. What, really? Why are you not worried, Declan? I'm not worried because when I looked at the trailer, I had this feeling that I really couldn't describe, but it was just like, I will put my eggs in this basket. Do you ever yeah, just yeah. do you ever just feel something that's just like this feels like a good thing, this feels right? Declan, yes. are you trying to buy a bridge? Excuse me? Are you trying to buy a bridge? I got a bridge for sale. No. Okay, alright, go on. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> but that doesn't feel right. Like I don't know. Like, I don't know how to explain it, but I saw the trailer and I was like, that game's gonna do good. It's gonna do well. No, it's going to. Yeah. And do not. I saw it and I was like, I want to play the fuck out of that. I'm buying the special edition. Like, there's no question. Yeah, Yeah, I've just, I've just, I've tried to, I try to temper my attitude towards because I, because I bit hard on the Fallout 76 train and and that came back to really, really burn me. Did you buy a two hundred dollar fucking nylon bag and a plastic helmet? All right. Well, it burned some people harder than me, but it burned me too because I broke I broke my mantra of never pre-order a game. Broke that, and then the one time I did, I was like, "Well, good. Now the game industry is ruined for me, and I'm never pre-ordering a game again. I can never get excited when I see trailers now." But I see what you're saying. It is a it, the trailer. Don't get me wrong. The trailer. I want to fall in love so hard, but I just I try to temper my attitude because it's a danger. It's a slippery slope. You slide one- down that. The one thing I saw about the game that really entices me is there was dialogue. <laughs> and, yeah. like, that's such a shitty thing, but it was very, like, Fallout 3, Fallout New Vegas dialogue. And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, baby girl. I didn't realize I wanted this so badly. Like, yeah, all right. Uh, no, it was just like it was just like one of those things where I was like, oh, fuck me. Like, I need this inside and around me. But you know what I need inside and around me? What is that? I need Shane Ivers' music. Yeah. Oh, God, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, for those of you that don't know, Shane Iver makes this amazing tune called Feather Duster. It's our it intro called? track. It's called Feather Duster. And it's our what? 
It's our intro track. If you want it, you can get it on silvermansounds.com slash free music slash feather duster. Yeah. I would not advise taking that music, even though it is immaculate, just because we use it. That's our show. And I'll admit, I have a confession, guys. Yeah. I, uh, I, I took the music because you have you ever seen I'll – t- well, I'll tell you why. You'll forgive me. <laughs> if you've ever seen the uh, the Family Guy episode where Peter Griffin, like, you know, he's like, oh, this is better than that time I had my own theme song. <laughs> that, that's me. I took it. It's my own theme song. Now, people hate it. I'm on the bus going to school. People are like, you know, you got to turn that shit off. I'm like – can't man Shane Ivers. <laughs> I'm gonna make That's a request. I, I, don't, I don't ever want to ask people for worthless anything, but let's at Shane Ivers. Let's get Shane Ivers on the show. Let's get Shane Ivers on the show. <laughs> Shane Ivers, Please. you're more than welcome to come on the show. Please. But if you'd like to follow the show itself on Twitter, you can find us at atomic radio hour but if you'd like to find declan where can they find you my friend you can find me at declan underscore being on twitter if you'd like to find myself you can find me at all capitals the underscore boogans you can also follow us on discord uh there will be a link to our discord in the description below uh while we were in there a couple people were chatting back and forth we were actually talking with uh special guest kyle about yeah, yeah. About uh, Bully, Red jumped in. We were talking about Bully, the panty raid mission in Bully. <laughs> that <laughs> exists. Join our Discord, but before we go, we definitely want to give uh, give White Collar a chance to shout himself oh, out. Oh, shit. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I will go ahead and throw out uh, my Twitter handle. Um, I'll spell it out for you guys because, you know, following the same vein here. It uh, um, <clears throat> starts out with the at symbol. So at. Alexa, buy 12 boxes of brown sugar Pop-Tarts. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> confirm. Accept. <laughs> Good thing I wear headphones for this or else I would have been fucked. Good thing I don't, I don't have a government listening device in my room. I really, if you, hey, if you, if Alexa just bought you 12 boxes of Pop-Tarts, it's a mandatory, you have to like and comment on the video and, and subscribe. And, uh, and subscribe, yes. <laughs> and sense. also, you're welcome. <laughs> tweet us, tweet the show at Atomic Radio Hour. Tweet the show a copy of the receipt that'd when it comes hilarious. in. Oh, God, that'd be so funny. <laughs> that doesn't mean we're going to pay for it. No, no, no. We I don't want to see the receipt. Yeah, I just want 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 a funny haha while I'm at work. I can be like, haha. I want to know how much it costs, actually, genuinely. Yeah. All right, well, I have a computer in front of me. I'll find out. Well, I will. Yeah. Brown? Do they have brown? Brown sugar. <laughs> but White Collar, while well, Vince looks up the price of brown sugar cinnamon Pop-Tarts, would you like to drop your actual handle or you, uh, no, you can't put it in the, in the description? No, we're not going to no, You don't want to plug your mods no. at all? Uh, sure. Uh, fa- oh, actually, yeah, you're right. Okay, you have a point. Um, I was going to do it again. <laughs> With a different product, though. Uh, but anyway, no, in all seriousness, uh, Fallout Cascadia, um, you can go to falloutcascadia.com. That is a big, big overhaul mod project for Fallout 4. If you don't know what it is, highly recommend looking at it. Um, if you play Fallout 4, if you don't, you should. Um, and then, uh, and check out that mod. Uh, definitely think, uh, if you're a fan of the RPG style Fallouts, I think Fallout Cascadia is something you'll like. I'm working on quests for that. Um, that's sort of my role there is I help uh, implement quests and stuff so I can confidently say that they will be of the RPG nature and variety. 
Um, Barstool Games is out for in a, in a stable version for Fallout 4 on PC only, unfortunately. I uh, wish I could do it, but I can't. Um, uh, it's on the Nexus. You can just look up Barstool Games and you'll find it. Uh, and yeah, that's, that's, that's me. Awesome. If that's all of them, I would like to say thank you so much for watching, everyone. Yeah, thank From you. From the bottom of our hearts toward the, to the insides of your ears. <laughs> uh, we, we, we also have a Twitch. Oh, yeah. Oh. Um, so, okay, we're, we're just trying this out. Special Guest Kyle is going to start streaming on our Twitch. We Ooh. don't have a schedule. We don't really know what he's going to be playing. I think he wants to start playing the bully games. Yes. Um, you, you, there, there will be a link to our Twitch in the description below. Uh, if you want to get more of our content, which I really appreciate that, you can get us on, I think, all major streaming platforms. We're yeah, on Apple Podcasts. On the, on the iTunes, right? Yeah, congrats, Yeah, thanks, guys. man. That's we have awesome. iTunes, Spotify, CastBox, uh, so cool. YouTube. Stitcher. Yeah. Stitcher. You can find us on YouTube at, or it's, it's, I was going to give us a Twitter handle. It's <laughs> youtube.com slash atomic radio hour. Nice. Uh, and Declan, you want to announce the new thing? Um, I do want to announce the new thing. If you guys love what we do and want to show your support, we have just launched a, launched a Patreon. <gasps> Oops, sorry about that. Um, what? Where can I find it? We just There'll launched, be a link. we launched a Patreon and uh, we've got tiers ranging from $1 to $1,000. So <laughs> anything that you can give, if you want. It's a, not mandatory. It's the not mandatory. It will always be free. Yeah. This Atomic Radio Hour will always be free. I will yeah. never put a price on it. All of the money we are making off of the Patreon is going right, right back, back to the show. the show. I'm not yeah. using it to buy sneakers. Declan's not using it to buy concert tickets. It's it's we can buy better equipment, we could buy better sound cards, we could buy better microphones. It's just to make the listening experience better. That's you should it. you should donate to help buy Vince a gaming PC so he can actually know what mods are. What good <laughs> mods are. That's, We're being that's honest. too that's... much that's too much in the realm of shit that I would spend on myself because then I can fucking play video games and then go on Amazon and buy a self stirring mug and look up <laughs> hentai. Not that I would, but it's a possibility if I have my own. All right. You heard it here first. <laughs> but yeah, if you want, there's a, there's a link in the description. There's, I think, four or five or six tiers in there. Each one has various different things in there. Um, just check it out. Like I said, you don't have to give us anything. But if you do, from the depths of our being, we truly, truly appreciate that. Very much love. Speaking of things coming from the depths of our being there's an original piece of content coming it's only tuesday when we record so i don't know what it is but enjoy it thanks everybody thanks guys a condom bye, bye. <laughs> isolation who defines isolation and the process or effect of isolating or being isolated example i love the isolation of my mountain retreat for as long as I can remember isolation, while my doping mechanism, my way out, my way to escape, my way to disconnect, I care not to my hurt or disregard it because of my own selfishness. Part of me tried to rationalize it as a type of incarnation, a reflective period, a meditation, if you will, but a lot more of an abandonment of myself and an abandonment of those I love and kept around me. 
the realization of talking to the same people every day yet never really having a conversation is a sobering one, to say the least. All of this a reaction to your childish ways, acting like a child to get whatever shining new toy you desire. Isolation. No, I do not want to get dinner with you. No, not tomorrow, not the next day, I want to be alone. I don't care if you want to see the movie, I don't want to. What's bothering me? Nothing, I am fine. I don't want to talk about it. Why would anything be wrong with me? Mind your own fucking business. I never asked for any of this not I just want to be left alone. Isolation. Now what is the point of bringing this up? Because after years of isolation, I have been isolated. And part of me wants to be upset for the acts against me. And another part cannot be. I understand the hurt in my impact while actors. Abandonment. Such worthless, pathetic feeling. I am hurt. I want to be upset, yet cannot find it within myself to find the pity in either party. But here I am rambling. Speaking into nothingness. Talking about the pain that I am having a hard time verbalizing. A pointless exercise in mental masturbation. Just to know that much like the bear I will retreat back into my cave. Back into my own world of hurt. And feel even worse about the pointless sort that I keep in the from my gray matter. I shall retreat back into isolation. Isolation. Atomic Radio Hour.